electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber, at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Got some caution to kick off this holiday-shortened week. Stocks are lower in Europe and Asia as well. On some China weakness, uh, risk in the Red Sea, yields do fall on a very weak empire survey. Roadmap this morning begins with the rest of the big banks. Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley out with results. We're going to dig through those numbers. Plus, we're keeping an eye on shares of Apple. They seem to be under pressure again. The company is offering what are somewhat rare iPhone discounts in China. There is of course, demand perhaps is waning a bit. And Elon Musk, well, he wants more control over Tesla, at least if you follow his tweets. He wants perhaps 25% voting control. This amidst the company's AI initiatives. We'll talk that through. Let's begin with the bank earnings from Goldman and Morgan Stanley, Jim. The equities at Goldman getting some attention this morning. Yeah, look, i got to tell you, I thought Goldman is really much further along in the transition to be going back the way it used to be. Uh, I was worried about the Apple card. They've got that kind of cordoned off. It's going to be fine. Uh, I think that investment banking is going to be very good. A merger is going to be great, and they were very low-key about it. Uh, Morgan Stanley, a lot of what was wrong last time got better, wealth management. But I want to make a larger point. The banks are rolling over no matter what. I mean, Goldman was terrific. It opened up a couple percent in early morning trade. doesn't matter. When J.P. Morgan finished down on, on Friday, you just said, I don't want to touch this group. Because J.P. Morgan's quarter was maybe one of the best I've ever seen in history. And the stock reversed from being up six to being down a dollar. doesn't matter what you say. People want this group out. Because? Because I think the group moved a lot. Um, and because I also think that somehow... There's a belief that it can't get better than this. I disagree with that entirely. I think investment banks is going to be really good. I think it would defer to David. But I think you could have a huge year of M&A. But people just said this group came in too hot. Morgan, you know, Morgan Stanley was at 70. It went all the way up to 92. It's just sell, sell, sell. Uh, Wells, I thought, had a good quarter. Doesn't matter, David. This group was set to sell, and they're selling it. I feel like it seems... So rare that the group actually really does perform well after earnings. I, mean, I know we say I couldn't that, find but a time. I couldn't find a time. It's a very good feels call. Like a great consistency to basically not expect. Certainly don't own these going into earnings. If they maybe. ran, you're so right. There is. I mean, yeah. that's your feel, but empirically, it's absolutely true. It's a really bad group to own. I wonder why? Because they well, don't seem to underperform. Again, to your point, Goldman had numbers that were well above most of what many of the analysts have been well, I mean, expecting. There are these FDIC charges that some have been including in their estimates. Right. Haven't. So that's making things a little difficult in some, for some of the banks. But overall, we can tell you, Goldman better than expected. Oh, I mean, I was going over with Goldman with some Goldman people I know, and I just said, wow, great quarter. Sorry about what's going to happen. <laughs> I said, well, what's going to happen? I said, well, your stock goes down. That's what banks do when they go up into the quarter. So David's right. Uh, this is... These guys are not semiconductor companies, they're banks. Uh, record AUM, though, uh, over uh, $2.8 trillion, up 10%. That's fantastic. Big piece in the journal on how the post-consumer era is in swing at Goldman and doubling down on wealthy clients. I think that they're back to the way it used to be, where they're hunting elephants, which is where the margins are. Uh, I think that they're probably staring at the stock right now and saying, 
how is this possible? This was as good as it gets. And the answer is, it's possible, but it was as good as it gets. What's the matter? I'm trying to understand our charts. Well, that's okay. Six four percent is which decline? It, but we're one. Both said points. Let's take that off. Goldman and Morgan Stanley. Maybe we take that during the commercial. Right. Now I know. Well, now our viewers are also going to share my frustration. All right. Um, they still have a return on tangible equity that's nothing. I mean, I, what happened to double digits, man? Well, look. Remember when I mean, you said we'd never be greater than eight? I remember you said never be greater. I did. I did. And I remember when you up. told me to sell to to, be, to stay on Boeing too. I mean, you went Boeing, wait, sold. Wait, wait, which which invite did I, I tell you? I don't care. Do? I remember you telling me to take the Eagles. So I said you're out of your mind. <laughs> no, but the, the Carl, problem. I'm to blame for anything yes, bad. Well, anything that's Boeing, yes, up it, or down. But anything. I told him to. He I told asked me him to why take, he wasn't selling Boeing. He told now me to take Vivec. Like, he said go in big Vivec. <laughs> Can we come back to this return on tangible equity? I'm sorry, I was way out of line with that. You were way out of line. In twenty in uh, 2023, they get to what seven point ROE was seven point five percent. You're right. You're right. ROE was seven point one percent for the fourth quarter. That's pedestrian. They're in a they're in a transition, transition mode. Transitional what? Well, they're you know they ought to get out of a lot of stuff that they do. Would you want them to own that company that was like a, you know. You, you want to do your porch like, over? So you, yeah. hold, you hired Goldman? No, they they have moved porch on company. from the lower end consumer stuff. Yeah, it's good. Or mid consumer stuff without a doubt. Their focus is. Didn't you think that took guts to do? And wealth management yeah, as is one of the outperformers. As of course it is for Morgan Stanley, where much of the bank is constructed on wealth. But and asset management. people want to sell them, and then you start seeing this kind of group think. I mean, we saw this, this Carl when. Oh, yeah, down three. Like, you don't even know. You're you moron sellers. You're betting on the stock being down four. Hey, let me get in there and make a buck three. But that's what you do. A lot of morons playing the game. A lot of non-teamwork. To a lot of pulling guys before they should be pulled. A lot of firings. Morgan Stanley is not bad. But go ahead. Sell it because you think you know more than me. You don't. You'll take the stock down five ultimately. Then it'll go to 100. And you're a bunch of clowns. I said to Tammy Reed on on Saturday, I said, I don't know anything because I'm a fan. She goes, correct. <laughs> that, was, that was great stuff Saturday night. We'll talk more about uh, the weekend in media in a minute. Jim, to your point about IPOs, uh, Adina Friedman on Squawk, uh, the NYSC vice chair, John Tuttle, talking about a robust pipeline. We got a, a deal today in 3D, 3D look, design. I mean, if you look at what's going on in biotech, you're either going to come public or you're going to get bought. And there's a lot of companies like uh like Roche bought a company, and it's just like, I thought it was going to go public for like five, and they got it for two and a half. That what Carmont was it called. It was a GLP-1. And I think this is a halcyon moment for IPOs. David has not mentioned it, but the FTC has gone, uh, Linicon obviously is uh, on a, a what, what a, a consistent intellectual vacation now. Why do, you, why, does all, why do all roads somehow lead back to her? Where did you get from IPOs to the FTC? Take me through These that. are important lineups, the M&A lineup. M&A, I'm getting together with an M&A, M&A lawyer I, later this week. He's almost too busy to see me. Yes, there are. There is. Uh, we talked about it. By the way, we have a very large deal today that we will get to. Synoptics buying Ansys. Yeah. $35 billion deal. Let's call it roughly half cash, half stock. Sure, a lot more on the on, uh, behind the, what was behind that. But you're right. M&A is most likely going to be far stronger this year, it would seem. At this point, it's right. hard to say than last year. Well, then why do you want to point. sell these stocks? Who's well, selling? Well, because you know what? I mean, it, listen, it's important. It's a high margin business. It does move the needle for the Goldmans and the Morgans. But really, uh, 
Jim, if you are focused on a resurgence of it, you might want the purer plays that are out there. I mean, Evercore, for hey, example. Hey, Mollus. Evercore, Mollis? for example, advised uh, Synoptics on the ANSYS deal. Uh, you've got Evercore, PJT, Mollus, even Lazard, maybe. I'm just thinking, right, that's four there. I mean, you, there are pure you're plays right, that you can right. play M&A with. As opposed to obviously Davis where right. it can kind of get lost in the shuffle, even though I don't want to say that it doesn't move the needle. It does for the right. Goldman's and the mortgage. But look, I, look and I, the JP Morgan. NVIDIA can say that it's getting out of the banking business. It's not even in it, but it'll take the stock up 15. I don't know if you heard Jim Breyer this morning. I mean, Jim Breyer was, he went like this, pounding the table. NVIDIA. When we had dinner with him at that great May uh, CNBC conference, he was telling me, he says, look, NVIDIA is unbelievable. And here he is just reiterating, but the stock hasn't moved yet. And he's a really smart guy. They've had some good guests today. Uh, Yeah, and a lot more to come, of course, uh, including Solomon, I think, tomorrow. That's going to be fantastic. His stock's going to be down three after he speaks. Sorry. Um, As for the broader (laughs) setup, Jim, uh, got 10 and 11 weeks positive. I was sort of trying to isolate that initial week of the year. We were down almost 2%. This empire print got a lot of people's attention because it's the weakest since the depths of COVID. Um, and it's the biggest miss since, I think, spring of 2020. Yeah, I, uh, that was out of sync with the thesis. And, and of course, interest rates are going, going higher today. I think that, Dave, uh, we're in this weird moment where I read a lot of articles about how the year started poorly. And I'm like, where? Where's the year started poorly? Mm-hmm. With what? Mm-hmm. Where? Where? Where's economically or no what? stocks reacting to economic news that yeah. the stocks have divorced themselves from weaker news. Right. Uh, they've divorced themselves from the fact that the Fed is not going to cut and the March cut is uh, chimerical. And I, I think stocks are quite well, but I do think that they should spend a little time in the, you know, a little t- in the tank. J.P. Morgan's down three. Like right now, Jamie Dimon, who does not pay attention to the stock one bit, is, is saying to one of his guys, what's with the stock? What's with the stock? Yeah. He does it. You know. Is that what you he know does? He does he cavalier. You know, he's always like, he's got finger. that kind of cavalier coolness I I, about I him. I can read that chart. I, he's got a coolness down, about him. 2.85% for the week and 1.92% in the pre-market. Okay. Um, that's what's happening with that stock. Okay, like so let's that? move on then. You want to go to, what, you want to go to Tesla? No, you want to, I want to go to Apple. Let's go to Apple. Uh, okay. I don't know. Um, you have to go to Apple. Yeah, I want to go to Apple because you talk about it. Well, this is a stock that is down so far this year. It's got a smaller market cap now than Microsoft. Wow, which is a tiny. Fit. Oh, yeah, tiny at $2.87 trillion. Because Apple's getting but you can giving, see in the last week, who, it's not 1.7%. Dis- everyone's giving discounts in China. Other than that weird thing. You guys ever looked at Temu? I saw a pair of boots for Temu. They're like, They'll pay me like $80 for them. I mean, some of these Chinese sites are just incredible. Of course, it accrues to Amazon, they to Jassy. But, th- yes, well, you, have the stock, you have the stock under pressure. I mean, okay, all right, take it down. I don't care. Um, they rare, are, there are reports rare. That, uh, in the Bloomberg and the Journal that they are uh, discounting. Well, has it occurred to anyone that the individuals are out of money and it's deflationary? Well, they have a consumer demand issue in China for sure. So you talk about economies. I mean, China's economy has got to be a continued focus, both because there are U.S. companies that are relying on Chinese consumer demand there, and not to mention Boeing, which is a separate 
issue, yes. but certainly demand from China is important and their safety issues now seem to be uh, causing some issues for them. But back to the consumer demand, yeah, there's deflation in China right now. Then you get to the export side and there's a belief that China is going to ramp up exports even more, which conceivably is going to represent a significant competitive factor for U.S. manufacturers. Oh, interesting. Should they sure. once again start trying to dump various things here despite our tariffs. So it does matter, that Chinese economy. Right. All right, I'm going to ask you something. I'm not a political guy. But do you think that the Chinese awoke this morning to a straw poll in Iowa and said, holy cow, we're in a real jam here? I don't, you know, the one thing that has been relatively consistent from the Trump administration and the Biden administration, Jim, has been they, China. They don't like China. Has been the tariffs on China. It's I none, know. None of them that I'm aware of have been removed. No. Uh, and, of course, we have new ones on high-end ships that you're a, well aware of. The new uh, Mondo is very involved in. I know. A Thomas. new uh, Taiwan uh, election that went Chinese, not the Chinese way. That's right. And yet the, Chi- the Chinese, re- well, they want to issue some trillion-dollar bond, and yet we know, well, it's actually not that much, but we know that from Eunice Yu that the amount of you know, empty cities, ghost towns. There are ghosts. There are ghost towns. They have a real property issue. Do and they again, have like tumbleweeds? Deflation is going to be very significant. They've got some demographic issues as well. We don't even get a youth unemployment number any longer because we know how high that number may be. Right. Belt and Road All that said, back. they still can export a lot of stuff. I mean, talk to the Europeans right now about EVs, right. which are becoming higher quality and are being dominated That's by the Chinese. That's a very Chinese. good point. And they, now the are we going to keep them out of this market? If they oh, $28,000 EVs, you're not going to be able to buy them Either here, but you know what? Some people might out. say, well, come on, it's, it, will mean, it, will, it solves the inflation problems. That's a good point. Good point. The inflation problem is being solved by the plummeting stock of Apple. Uh, yeah, I think the headline of the journal is uh, Wary World Watches as Prices Fall. We talked about uh, CPI yeah. on Friday, uh, three straight months. Uh, uh, worst since the Asian financial crisis. Jim, Chinese, Chinese stocks relative to the S&P are the cheapest in almost a decade I'm, and a half. I know, but you come in and what, Baidu's down big, I don't know about Baba, versus Japan. Baba, where Baba Japan, hasn't been this low. Japan's I mean, back Baba's to below its 1990. Yeah. Japan's back to when it was bigger than us. Japan is, you want to, that's a, had a real renaissance. And we don't talk right? about it at all. No, it we just don't happens. talk about it too often. Nope. What is that about, that we don't talk about the, the renaissance of Japan? I mean, it's been the best market of all. And no one's even talking about, like, Toyota. They talk about Tesla, but not Toyota. That's a good point. That's a good point. There are still a lot of formidable Japanese companies. There are. Yes. And yet we act as if they got left behind. Well, I mean, their market cap combined still doesn't equal Microsoft. Who bought Letter X? And I don't mean I don't mean Twitter. By the way. Uh, who bought U.S. Yes, Steel? Yes, a Japanese company it's is wrote in a, a deal to uh, to but acquire. But we don't even think anything of that. Why should we? Well, because they had the money. They <laughs> they did have the they money. They had the money. They had the most money. They had the yes. Not, it's not just the money. Cleveland Clips yeah. had the money too. They had the That's most. That's true. Morgan Stanley down three. How about taking it down six? Why don't you just do that, you bunch of clowns? Just take it down. Uh, you, you, you are fatuous individuals. Are you, are you directing your hostility at the wrong audience here? I'm a chief. I'm a chief. There's, there's a guy who runs the. Eagles I like that. that most people I'm scream at the TV. Fan. You scream at the TV from the other side. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Back at the viewers. I, yeah. I, absolutely. That, because these people are. I, I mean, I got to tell you, not our are. viewers. You're talking when you saw. I want to make it clear here. He well, loves his viewers. Most He's talking about the people who are selling Morgan Stanley. Most selling it down clowns four. And, morons. and Curly's got it down five, and that's just Shemp's chance to buy it down six. Go ahead, Shemp. 
take over. And then, by the way, Goldman, I'll pay down four. Soupy. Got it, right. Bang. Take a look at the pre-market here. We're going to get to a lot more, including a discussion about uh, the Fed's uh, Waller today. Big speech at 11, which uh, might yeah. set the tone for the week. Got some calls on Target, Starbucks, Boeing, Depot, yeah. BlackRock, and a bunch more when we return. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Some breaking news out of Washington this morning. For that, we'll turn to our Emily Wilkins. Morning, Emily. Hey, Carl. How are you doing today? Well, lawmakers have just released... Hey, Carl. Well, lawmakers have just released a $70 billion tax deal that includes major tax breaks that businesses have been lobbying for for years. This proposal is going to allow full expensing for research and development, bonus depreciation on qualified property, and full expensing for business property. Now, if these sound familiar, all these provisions were part of that 2017 tax law, but expired in past years, and businesses have been pushing to bring them back since. This bipartisan package would also expand the current child tax credit, although not to the level that it was at during the pandemic. And the bipartisan deal is a result of negotiations between the House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith and the Democratic Senate Finance Chair Ron Wyden. In a statement today, both of them really urged this as a bipartisan measure that's able to pass. Both said that it would be good for families as well as good for businesses, Main Street businesses. And they both emphasized the importance of having these tax breaks in place for American businesses so they could remain competitive with China. Now, not everyone is necessarily on board with this agreement. Key Democrats have slammed this proposal in the last week for not going far enough with the child tax credits. And we'll see what they can do. Wyden says he wants this done before tax season starts at the end of this month. It will be a bit of a push, but it's rare to see the bipartisan bicameral legislation like it rolled out today. So it certainly has momentum behind it. Carl? Uh, Emily, we'll watch that. Uh, look for further pressures in the House as well. Our Emily Wilkins today. Uh, Jim, uh, back in 17, uh, news like this would change the curve of EPS forecasts. Uh, absolutely. I, what a, speaking of clowns, I mean, do they have any idea how profitable American business is? I mean, there's so many parts of the country that are, we have two countries, we have rich and poor, but they do something that is this silly, but, you know, they want it bipartisan. Uh, I'm embarrassed by our country. I mean, the, the, the tax breaks to business business is making so much money. So you don't it's, agree with these tax no, breaks? No, of course not. You don't? No. Even for R&D? Really? Why don't we you get, don't wanna, I mean, No, you know, so they, don't, we, they have so much money for R&D. It's just tone, tone deaf with how rich American business is. Why don't you help small business? Why don't you help people who got in a jam during COVID? But they don't know. I mean, look, not to be too laughing at everybody, but big, 
This is getting tax breaks. Business is doing so well. We all should be in business. But they do that because they want to show that they pass something and not a bunch of knuckleheads. But they are so out of touch with the real world, it's really frightening. It really is. Business is doing the best I can recall in a long time. All the way through a tightening cycle, which has been the surprise. They should have been crushed by a tightening cycle. Name me a business that's doing poorly. What, ChargePoint? I mean, you know, honestly, Uh, every business like what? Owners of uh, office commercial real estate. Oh, you ought to give those clowns a a, a broke. Give them a break because they spit their broke. They got a lot of breaks in the Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, but, you know, if I look at the Fortune 500, there's maybe 10 companies doing poorly. I mean, of all the things to do, there's so many people suffering in this country. We got some weird immigration policy that is making so that there's people camped out at hotels. We have no idea how to help those people. So let's give business a tax break. Maybe some some Congress people will take that under advisement. They would at least ask someone who knows business. I mean, just ask. I I just am astounded (laughs) that this is what they do. Wow. 70 billion bipartisan tax bill. We have so many people who are poor in this country. Oh, let's just give it to those guys. Well, if I'm that's going not, back, it's going to be if that's not enough today, we'll, we'll get Kramer's mad dash. Seems like every dash is mad. Well, you are mad. mad. You're just what angry. Bunch, what a bunch of mouth bumps. <laughs> Howard, what's the, what's the guy? Howard Beale, the guy from the network? That's, I'm mad as hell. His, I, I don't know. Sorry today. to think that money should go to people who don't have a lot of money as opposed to the rich. I'm sorry. There are a lot of crises in this country. That's a good point. Uh, markets trying to uh, juggle all of them, in fact. We'll get a uh, look at the opening bell in a few minutes, and there's futures going into uh, the first session of this short week. Don't go away. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Take a look at some early laggards here on the Nasdaq. You'll see Apple in there on the news of these price cuts in China. Overall, though, a very busy week taking shape between the bank earnings, Davos. We'll get some Fed speak, retail sales, and housing data in the next few sessions. Opening bell coming up in a couple of minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. I think it's about discipline in stocks and discipline in sports. If you can pick a good team, you understand leadership, you understand what an organization can do. Same exact discipline in picking stocks. The rigor, although I have to tell you, I think the NFL is harder uh, because the way you can keep your job in this thing is you got to go undefeated. Many of the CEOs I deal with, they get defeated constantly. (laughs) They don't have to deal with this weather either. No, they're always on the couch right now. And the billionaire (laughs) class doesn't know anything about this weather either, do they? Man, that was you, KC. I mean, of all the games, you got one of the oh, coldest of all time. One of the most exciting days of you, my life. It was really just amazing. Rodney picked me up in ours, and I have to go to the chiropractor today. Well, he picked you up he like picked that? Me up, I was like a, a, like a 20-pound, you know. Dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. It was really frightening. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do a mad dash. We got, a, we got a, like 45 seconds. There's so much love for Home Depot now. We had a couple of upgrades last, last week. Now Piper joins the crowd. Hold the buy. I want to tell you, I, 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 Bernstein raises numbers. I think this is a great call. Uh, we're reversing a lot of things that happened last year. I know that Walmart's ringing the open bell. I completely agree with Walmart as a buy. Spent a lot of time at Walmart yesterday. That place is offering deals. So you like Home Depot. You think this call is a decent call. Yes, and very you're much still, so. a, still a fan of Walmart. Very much so. And, you know, we got John David Rainey ringing the bell. Uh, one of the best CFOs I've ever met. Uh, uh, Walmart. People should go to the Walmart. They won't believe the prices. 
Right. Fantastic. Cameras in every aisle. Great way to deal with the shoplifting. Almost nothing behind plexiglass. Just fun. Let's get a look at the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it is Walmart, marketing the International CFO Summit at the NASDAQ Israel Securities Authority, the country's securities regulator. Jim, a uh, bunch of upgrades, I should say positive comments on consumer-led names. Uh, upgrades to Target, Starbucks, you mentioned Depot, a few others today to look at. Uh, I think the Starbucks call is interesting. Now, Starbucks... Let's be really clear about this. This is an upgrade by Morgan Stanley saying it's just got to an interesting level. I want to make it very clear because of Palestinian, pro-Palestinian uh, protests in this country, because they said it's a Jewish run firm, Jewish owned firm, uh, which was meant, by the way, it was a TikTok series of TikToks that uh, were questioned this morning by Andrew. And I, Bill Ford made it clear that it was not orchestrated by TikTok. He's from General Atlantic. But the Palestinian protests have hurt uh, American sales and hurt them badly. And the Chinese, obviously, it's not a blowout China because of all the problems we've talked with Apple. Uh, my shop trust own it. I expect nothing this quarter. And so I think the upgrade was very strange because the number of, of Palestinian protests that, uh, that, that were uh, really hurt store sales here, uh, again, because Howard Schultz is Jewish, this is the kind of thing that we did see once between 33 and 39. I'm not going to mention where or when. But it's a little bit different from what I've seen in our great country. It's, uh, I mean, we should point out Howard Schultz doesn't have anything to do with this Nothing. company any longer. Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't matter. Not to mention Because that it's the same way that there are major department stores that were taken down in Berlin uh, in 39, November 9. And uh, well, it didn't matter that they were not actually Jewish. It's really having an impact, though. <laughs> their quarter. No one's talking about it. I just talked about it. And talk about it because it takes courage to talk about it. I don't know knowledge and are the they knows? so the protesters are just preventing people from basically they accessing the, the yes. uh, yeah well they also made it so that uh some cases they trap people in there uh it's been uh, it's not been hushed up by starbucks you can see it you google it no i know but it has to do it. with the fact that the protesters believe that it's a jewish run store and we did like i said there's been we had that in another country in a very difficult time and now we have it in america and i'm sh- it's shameful but I don't make the news. I just talk about it. There's just one facet of the escalating uh, crisis in the region. Uh, Shell this morning uh, suspending Red Sea Transits indefinitely. Uh, We've already talked about the impact on Ikea and Tesla production in Berlin and some other things. Yeah, look, I I think that if you have to go around the Cape, the numbers, uh, Nordic American tankers into me maybe every 35 seconds saying this is the time to buy. I'm not going to agree with that, but it is a direct play. Uh, that's NAT. It's a $4 stock. If it moves to 5 sell it. That's just me not trying to hype it. But, David, the costs are going to be worked in, and they're very negative for the economy. But it's obviously not the issue. The economy's not the issue. It's um, uh, rogue countries taking shots at Well, it's not even rogue. It's, it's the Houthis in particular in Yemen who control a certain part of that right. country after a, a, you know, what's been a bloody civil war there as well. And, yeah, they're indiscriminately sending missiles all over the place. Yes. Which, obviously, as we know, and we've been reporting, is... Uh, well, why would you send, op- if you're like, a, why would you send a ship through there, you know, send that, send those ships around Africa, you know, delay the cost, but don't have one shot down. The insurance cost must be just insane at this point. Yep. To insure a ship. Yep. What do you got there? Oh, somebody's, you know, a banker's wants me to mention their firm, which I already did. 
I already mentioned their firm. You mentioned three different firms. So I know. Now it's a I actually game. mentioned four M&A firms, and I mentioned one that was behind this deal. Should we do it now? The, what, the ANSYS deal? Where yeah, the, the you lost a lot deal. of money if you're in there? I think they're from the Cannonsburg. They're from the, the western ANSYS part deal. of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Other than Hal Med, is there anything left in Pennsylvania? Did you? I mean, this deal was is enormous. Um, Check Synopsis buying ANSYS. Let's do it now. We can do it as a favor report or not. But let's let's get rolling on this. I'd say do it as a favor report. It's one of the more important uh, stories of the morning. Wow. wow. What is that picture? Look at a million bucks in a picture. Really? I think so. Oh, is that what I look like now? No, I thought you looked fantastic. So, it's from the angry man on set here. All right, you can take a look at what's happening. Synopsis actually uh, responding quite positively, uh, but Ansys shares are down. This has been telegraphed for some time. Any number of news outlets have reported on the possibility that this deal was coming. Uh, what we can tell you is it, it all started because Cadence uh, Designs actually, my understanding is, made the first foray kind of came at Ansys, put them in play, essentially, is the way we'd put it. I'm not clear on how hostile it was, but it was un- unsolicited, and uh, it uh, provoked uh, Ansys to say, all right, let's uh, take a look, see what we can get for ourselves. And that process, which I believe did end with both bids from Cadence and Siemens, really? Cadence? Uh, ends with the deal with Synopsis. It's oh, a cash-and-stock deal. That's why Cadence It's .3450 uh, shares of Synopsis, 197 bucks in cash, it's worth about, let's call it 370 right now in the market. You can see that. They're talking about 400 million run rate cost synergies, three years post-close. They're also talking about 400 million run rate uh, revenue synergies, four-year post-close. There you see it right there. They're taking on $16 billion in debt to get this deal, the cash portion of it. So they are increasing their indebtedness, their leverage, but they're talking about getting down to as low as two times uh, adjusted EBITDA within uh, what's a couple of years uh, post-close. Uh, now, that close itself is going to be a year. They do need China approval, uh, and that may be one reason why you are seeing a fairly significant spread between Ansys's current stock price and what the deal is worth. You did have these two cover bids there, though, so we can expect that this was the highest price they could get. The two companies have a seven-year partnership already, and Jim, the, uh, you know, the, the, what you want to try and explain is what is this all about? I mean, you've got a new CEO, brand new CEO, just took over January 1 at Synopsis. Not typical for a company with a brand new CEO to do a $35 billion deal, but they felt like they had to participate because this was the only time perhaps this asset was going to be available given the timeline I just gave you. We'll know more when the proxy comes out, but the Cadence put it in play. So they get the deal done. They simulate a lot of things at this company. Most importantly, and where the overlap is for 30% of their revenues, is they simulate the performance of, let's call it, chips, which get more and more complex every right. day. Um, and you know, Ansys has what they call world-class simulation and analysis capabilities, and they say that will enable the com- combination to provide a powerful and seamlessly integrated silicon-to-systems approach to innovation to help maximize the capabilities technologies, R&D teams across a broad range of industries. So you want to understand how something's going to work. You want to understand the power consumption. You want to so many different things. This is simulation becomes very important, but not at the end. You need it throughout the process. You need it integrated essentially into the entire work environment that is producing these chips. By the way, they don't just simulate chips. They simulate all sorts of other things, including, for example, for a... um, a Formula One car. They simulate the wind tunnels to see how it would perform. They simulate what the noise would be from a fan for heated seats in a high-end automobile. So 
that's 50% of their business is stuff that doesn't overlap at all with what Synopsys does, but will be doing now. And then there's some other, there's an energy business as well, simulation and some others that make up the rest of the revenue pie over at, uh, at the company. Yeah, but, but again, a company that we've rarely ever spoken about gets sold for $35 billion in cash and stock this morning. Incredible. It's just, you, you mentioned another uh, bidder. Synopsis and Cadence are considered to be maybe the most important ways to play AI, and they never get talked about. No, no they don't. The, the Cadence is the wrapping of it, and that's something we're worried about with China. The, Synopsis is a fantastic company, so... I don't know why they need to do this, but they're smarter than I am. There's they really they felt like, company. again, it was an asset they couldn't let pass. Again, I, I pointed out these two have had a seven, what they call a successful seven-year partnership. Uh, and obviously that uh, may have been one reason why the uh, ANSYS management team did feel comfortable. Don't know the, the, uh, uh, the cover bid prices here from both Cadence and I believe Siemens also bid. But uh, we have to assume they were less. We'll find out in the proxy. Um, China, again, approval needed, so perhaps, you know, there's always worries about that. But on the antitrust front, which you bring up a lot, Jim, doesn't appear that this is going to be a big issue. I think it should really uh, and they're, gonna, they're gonna have what, I think, as much as two billion a year to spend in R&D, which in this area will be the largest single budget, is my understanding as well. Well, look, I think this is a deal we have to follow because I think Secretary Raimondo does not want these companies to do as much business in China as they're doing. So this is a good opportunity for the Chinese to show whether, um, that the, a Broadcom deal can they extend that kind of positive. It, it, it always is concerning just because of the relationship between our two countries, but there's nothing on the antitrust front that would seem to... to uh, Absolutely right. I mean, that, I think it's 5% of their business in China. By the way, the CEO on the call, Sassin Ghazi, the new CEO of Synopsis, saying the combined companies enhance the ability to invest in AI and cloud solutions. It's true. Jim, I mean, it's Which not, underpins everything we do is another right. huge benefit to the transaction. Not a point. press release. Actual... When I had Cadence on, again, I had Cadence on during that seminal CNBC conference, and Cadence spoke directly. They're really, they're competitors. There's come no other competitor. Fantastic Speaking of business. AI, we haven't yet touched on Elon Musk's uh, comments about how he would like more voting control before he starts investing uh, wow. AI into Tesla. I, I thought that I'm trying to remember a, a CEO who tried to get more stock because he wanted to have more, I don't know, I mean, well, I mean, um, the Google guy, I mean, Zuckerberg, you know, they, oh, my the voting control, yeah, the two classes. Point. That's uh, a really good point. Um, which, he, which he addressed, he talked about. And he wants control over the AI that's being developed in-house there in various forms. He, he you know, now again, 25% would is not control, but it kind of gives you what you almost call negative control. It's hard to get anything done without him, essentially. So he's at 13% right now. Remember, he sold down. He had as much as 22% ownership. 100 million shares. Um, and wow. to fund, to fund uh, wow. the Twitter acquisition. Um, unclear what this means or whether he would conceivably, and I think this is the threat, as he says he's growing uncomfortable about it, uh, move the AI efforts out into a separate company in some way because he would have more control. Um, uh, you know, there you see it. Tesla's not one startup. It's a dozen. Look at the Delta, what we do here. Um, and he goes on to say um, something about showing up for work. Right. Rigor. <laughs> Still uh, likes Meanwhile, Optimus. Optim- I like to keep an eye on Optimus. That's the robot. It can now fold shirts. It can? Yeah. Fold shirts. Uh, and you got uh, Deer uh, and SpaceX. Shirts. I think we may have some, I think we may have some uh, video of Optimus folding shirts. Do we? Shirts. Yeah. I'd like to see. There it is. 
fix it out. This is That's about as high-tech as it can get. moving that fast. Because I can't fold a shirt to save my life. Continued advancement in terms of its ability to manipulate its hands. So it can do what my wife can do? Holy cow. Wow, that was, she's that out. was one of the more sexist things I've heard said on our end. I just said it. Just, when's the, when's the last time you folded a shirt, Jim? Yeah. I actually, I, I did packing. I folded uh, a shirt, uh, and then they lost my bag, so it really didn't matter in the end. <laughs> and there you go. And thank you, Optimus. Move on now. Please clean the bathroom. Yeah, little scrub. Well, that's really impressive. And to Carl's point, you saw Deer and Starlink, uh, right. obviously a separate company that is involved, that uh, is it's part of SpaceX, which is controlled by Musk and not a public company. But they're using Starlink for, uh, I didn't know their digital efforts were so significant when it came to agriculture. Yes, they are. And that Agco has something very similar. And this is because there's a shortage of farmers. And you really just want a joystick. Because what you do, I know you've never farmed, David. I have. I have not. You just go up and down and up and down. It's really kind of like you're trying to keep your mind on the work. you got music playing. It's all very hard. Uh, yeah, it's a huge tool uh, for yield management, oh, as they say. Oh, you can't get people to do that stuff. Uh, but on top of the uh, the discussion between Musk and the board on on, uh, on ownership structure, a uh, lot of notes here this morning. Jim, it's Wells. Uh, will pricing pain start in Q4, referring to the OEMs in the auto business? They do expect uh, Tesla to miss Q4. Um, they're in line, Rivian, uh, but uh, below consensus on the other legacy uh, OEMs. Jeez, I, I know. Um Look, that group is troubled, and I don't see – I thought that when you saw a pivot away from the expensive EV losses to, say, Ford, my trust owns Ford, I thought that that would be – remember, they're like 47 years straight, David, the F-150. But I also felt that they've got a great hybrid offering, and they're making a lot of money on it, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. People decide the cycle's over there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The cycle's over. I mean, that's how the street works. Like six cuts. We're not going to have six cuts, but they are going to have six cuts. You think your general uh, tone today would be different had the Eagles won? No, I'm a Chiefs fan. Long time Chiefs fan? Long, long you're, time, Reed. Time. you're a Reed fan. Hey, did, did, long, did our long, coach, long. wherever the heck he is, I, because he certainly wasn't as well, never mind. Uh, our, Andy Reed mentioned me in his pre- post-game press conference. Very nice. I've not really gotten that kind of. High sign from him, Coach um, whatever. Well, the game, Jim, uh, was the most streamed event in U.S. history. 23 million viewers, largest usage of the Internet ever at 30 percent of web traffic. And we don't know how many Peacock signups we got, no, but, but it was flawless. It, it was flawless, and we're hoping it was a lot. I thought it was a – look, I was out there. You can get I it at a very discounted price right now. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I sat behind Paul Rudd next to Clark Hunt. I, yeah, it was like the best promote I ever did. Comcast is down. All right, okay. I'm not going to say it. I know I'm not going to say that the sellers are fatuous morons. I'm just out of that game. I'm going positive. Um, of course, there is that question of Internet usage. Now, the fact is that Comcast actually is behind the broadband that delivers the signal. But, yeah. you know, uh, John Malone, for example, say, hey, why isn't Amazon paying us a lot more money to deliver when, when we're you know, the capacity required to deliver these kinds of broadcasts is enormous and strains the ability of the broadband providers themselves. Um, in this case, there was... Don't have an answer There's the for, content, but it is a lot of it's being distributed over Comcast I, I think wires, at least for your Comcast. If brother. you're not some of the Magnificent Seven, your stock's kind of... I mean, like the Microsoft notes today were such suck-up notes, right? It's like, this is the greatest raising price I ever made because they have something to talk about. 
They've got AI. You can have the co-pilot yourself. Well, the best performer this year, though, is by far is NVIDIA. Well, Jim Breyer, once I left again, out on NVIDIA for 30 earlier, seconds. Talking about NVIDIA very positively. I check in with NVIDIA pretty much every day. Yeah. Because um, I lose in DraftKings. Check in with NVIDIA, win there. Breyer was talking about the software, how important it is. It, You've mentioned this many times. Yeah, well, look, I, I think that people well, are just, just beginning chip. to realize the stock is selling for 25 to 27 times next year earnings. I mean, I'd rather be in that than any other stock at this moment. Uh, AMD is actually leading the S&P right yeah, now. We got upgrades great. today of NXP and Western Dig, Jim. We had the upgrade of Qualcomm on Friday. There's some excitement My around two semis. Two upgrades of Western Dig, which tells me something's clearly going on because that thing has been a complete bow wow. Uh, and I think that that's very positive. I think that something's going on Western Dish. You just now, don't have two upgrades. How am I doing these days when, of course, I questioned why you own Boeing, so you sold Boeing, you blame me for selling Boeing. Now Boeing has been down a lot. It's down another 4% today because of fears, perhaps, that the Chinese are not going to follow through as quickly as, as thought on the what had yeah. been seemingly cleared orders. It's a revenge trade. It's going down because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to win the trade. I, I am going to win that. That stock's going to go back to where I sold it. And then we can start all over. I'll buy it. And then you can still, you know, you have a whole going to carry thing going there when John Travolta jumps a bucket of uh, blood. Okay? They're well, all going to laugh at you. Boeing shares are, as you see, month to date, and that's year to date, down 20% already. This, the stories this are so negative. It's, fr- it's really incredible because it's almost like you know, you're going to have p- people in there second guessing everything. Well, I don't know. Well, well, now we have this audit by the FAA. Yeah. Uh, Wells today says it's feasible that that could expand in scope. Uh, they go from 280 to 225, uh, and they cut to equal weight. You needed to have that. You had that. You know it's an inventory. It, you, if they got the inventory down from the, from the max, then they would start making a lot of money. And this just came. It couldn't come in as a worse time. Boeing stock was really they, they have planes that have been waited, that have been sitting, waiting to be delivered to the Chinese that are not this model, by the way, for years now. I know. That are now going to be, once again, I guess, safety inspected in some fashion. Did you see Phil's interview with Dave Killing? I did. Um, emotional. Emotional interview. Because, well, I don't know, it's emotional. I'm trying to get the Apple guy for the 16,000 foot, ah. and it still works. Oh, trying to get the guy on. The that guy, guy whose phone dropped out of the uh, No, no, out. the actual engineers who did this. But oh. but I got to deal with the Massimo guy who's so busy ripping off the blood pressure thing that he got away with. You want to find the engineers who allowed the phone to be dropped from 16,000 Yeah, because I want to tell, tell the analysts who are saying China's going to kill it. I want to ask them, do they know the second Lord? Do they know the country that's in population size after the U.S. and how well it's doing for, for Apple? Who is it, David? Next biggest country. That is just Apple's question of that, that we're going to all be talking about. India. No. Indonesia. 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 Meanwhile, SCOTUS has uh, declined to hear the epic uh, suit, so we have that to work with as well. Uh, watch bonds this morning. Uh, we actually got a dip in yields after that empire print down to 412 on the two-year, but we bounced back to 42, 10 years back above four. Don't forget, of course, Waller speaks today at 11 a.m. Eastern time, an interesting piece in the journal about the Fed tiptoeing, they say, toward dialing back QT. We're back in a moment. Take a look at some of the cannabis ETFs. Uh, highest level here since, uh, say, September of last year. On Friday night, we got that report from HHS arguing for a rescheduling of cannabis to Schedule 3. We'll see if that puts any pressure on the DEA. But finally, some movement in MSOS. Dow down uh, 255 to start this Tuesday. We're back in a moment. Offensively, 
Uh, I'd start with the offensive line. Defensively, I'd start with the defensive line. And then there were good individual efforts in there, uh, whether it was George with a couple sacks that he had, Chris Jones, and uh, those guys brought all their, their mad money with them. Nice, nice I, reference from the coach. Coach, coach is a, a, a great for Tammy Reed, his wife, who's really the CEO of the coach. Uh, these are phenomenal people. Uh, Clark Hunt, incredibly gracious. This was an amazing time, but it was really great to get a shout out from from Coach Reed, who <laughs> I just, great. whom I love and always have. And I am now an official Chiefs fan. After I nod, I have my Chiefs hat. The, the Eagles have never even said hello to me. I mean, what the heck? I mean, that's just. Oh, a, that's not true. Jason Kelsey said hello no, to you. No, that's true. No, I, I just think that Andy Reid is really a fine man, and that's a great organization. I had a fantastic time. There you are. Look, I love the Eagles. It was tough. But I, you have your AFC team that you can root for. He's retiring. Yeah, he's just a great man. But Andy Reid is just, he's as good as it gets. And, the Reeds are fantastic, mm. fine people, so it's amazing. Oh, it's just going to get more exciting in the coming weeks. Oh, it sure is. The Bills is going to be, that's a great yeah. game. But yeah. I, I, that organization, I mean, I can't rave enough about the Chiefs and how they treat people. It's just an amazing. It group. looks like you had a great yeah. time. That was M- great Mr. stuff. Mr. Saturday. Hunt is just amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, Jim, we'll see you tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Money, of course, yep. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Dow's down 240. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit CNBC.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.